So hi, this is Angela Treat Lyon and Bruce Jones from <laughs> BruceJonesDesign.com, the major maximal genius of book publishing. <laughs> and uh, I want to tell you, um, you are tuned into Daring Dreamers Showcase at IDareYouRadio.com. Let me get my notes here so I can see them because I'm not one of those people that can speak off the top of her head. We bring you massive inspiration and powerful support and uncommon resources for you powerful dreamers so you can dare it and dream it and do it, not just sit there and dream it, you know, oh, I wish I could, you know. So now before we begin and talk about Bruce's amazing work, I want to tell you about Anchor.com. It's another place to put your podcast. I really love it. It's free. Um, I've used any number of podcasting sites. All of them were ugly, complex, annoying, and expensive, right? <laughs> well, most all of them. But Anchor makes it easy. And if you have all of your elements ready, you know, the MP3 and your write-up and all that stuff, it just takes a minute to upload and get it on the air. It's just awesome. So. I invite you to join me and start using Anchor 2. It's free, which, you know, is always good in my book. <laughs> I, I have Anchor also. I use, when I can get around to getting a podcast done, I also use Anchor. Yeah, great. <clears throat> yeah. I, I like it because it goes off to different uh, podcasting mm -hmm. outlets automatically. I don't have to sit there and post on each one. It's awesome. It's pretty, pretty idiot proof. You just make it. Yeah. <laughs> You're calling me an idiot. <laughs> it was the least complicated. I'll say that. It's the least yeah, complicated yeah. Uh, podcasting host. So. So, so I want to tell you about Bruce. He's, he is not only a good friend. You know, I consider you a good friend. But I also consider you my mentor because you've given me so many ideas and so many suggestions. And you've helped my, my work so much. So he is a number one Amazon international best-selling author, a graphic designer, and product developer. And we'll talk about more of that <laughs> along the way. <laughs> so Bruce writes, speaks, and consults on publishing, blogging, product creation, and he's the author and creator of over 50 books on all kinds of stuff, on geography, music, business, publishing, children's books and coloring <laughs> he's also the creator of the world of maps clip art software collection of editable maps for presentations reports and education i want to hear more about that one and he's also added i practice tai chi and play with my hula hoop when i get a chance <laughs> I love that. So you can find him at brucejonesdesign.com. And if you are on Facebook, I highly suggest that you join his Facebook group, which is, strangely enough, how to sell your, how to publish your book on Facebook. It's a group, not a page. So you can join it and post and ask questions. Bruce is really generous with his time. He, he gives so many people so much good stuff and for free. You know, <laughs> I, I, I often wonder how you can do it, you know. I just enjoy doing it. That's all. Oh, that's so awesome. So one of the things that we're going to be talking about is Bruce's book, How to Sell Your Book. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I really want to recommend, 
Somebody <laughs> said to hold it that way. Everybody holds it like this and it covers it up. And someone said, hold it like this. And then it just gets presented better. So. And then do the Van or White thing. <laughs> Unfilled facts on how to sell your book. It's all in here. Available at Amazon and at First Jones Design in PDF. So you can, you can get it. And yeah. ebook e- e- too. So. It is a step-by-step process of ideas that you can use to promote your book. Pick something at each of the four steps, using your book's content to sell your book, making noise and spreading awareness, and selling your book and making your book easy to buy. Right? That's, that's so many people on so many websites who have books don't put their books on their websites. It, it's, it's like, it's, what? It's like... It's just, it's often my major, it's my number one when I, if I have, if I'm talking to someone and they have a book, I will go to their, I'll say, what's your website? I'll go to their website and I'll look at their homepage and go, well, how come your book isn't on your homepage? Like, like, you know, people will buy if you, (laughs) people will buy if you give them a path and an easy path to buy it. They will buy it, you know, especially if you're out there sort of spreading your message and doing your thing. You have to show people you have it. And if you don't, yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost been, I don't say it's the number one problem, but it's, it's one of the, the big ones in terms of, how, you know, how do I sell my book is people just don't put a book page on their site. They don't have like a little page, like a button, you know, or a little graphic where you can just click on it and, and link it to Amazon. Just make the path super easy and you'll be amazed. People will buy your book. Wow. Isn't that isn't that amazing? Like, I, I, I can't tell you how many people I have done conversations like this with or other places. And I just, you know, and, and a key thing is we think we scroll, but most people actually don't scroll when they're sort of using Google to get things. They don't scroll down pages. Um, so put it what's called in newspaper terms above the fold. You know, when newspapers are folded over, you know, you get it like this. Right, right. Make sure it's up here and not down here. Yeah, make it it easy to find. It really easy to find and just put a little button that says buy underneath it because people don't always know that they're supposed to click on that. So they have to be told what to do. Go what to do. Well, speaking of being told what to do, Bruce, um, you told me what was the one daring thing you did in your life that was pivotal to get where you are today. And you told me it was getting fired <clears throat> and then taking advantage of that opportunity to, to reshape my life into my own direction. So what, what did you get fired from? Um, a high tech job that, you know, things kind of went, I wasn't necessarily anything that I did, but I sort of got lumped into it. But at the end of it, it was, you know, you, you can be where you want. It's like the thing about the drink. You can drink as long as you want, but you can't drink here. So it was one of those. And uh, <laughs> so you can do <laughs> You can do anything wrong, but you can't be here. Um, so, so it was a it was a moment. It was I was thirty when that happened, and I had always had a, a dream. I think we've talked about this before. You know, my goals when I was five were to make products, write books, have my own business. You know, and I've kept those goals pretty much. Uh, there's one other one in there. <laughs> so you were five years old, and you decided you wanted to do books. Yeah, I was five years old. You know how like people have their, you say, what was your earliest memory? For me, my earliest memory was setting a set of goals. And it was to um, own my own business, to make products, write books. There's a fourth one, but I can't remember what it is. But those are the three main ones. And I'm dyslexic. So the writing, I didn't figure out until I was 53. 
um, but the business thing of owning my own, making products, I've made a zillion products, which you're well aware of, and then owning my own business. So when I got fired, um, and I remember being, it was a long process. And then I um, remember just being depressed for like two weeks and sitting just, you know, like you are if you get fired. And uh, I remember sitting on the edge of my bed, putting my shoes on, and there was like a click that went off in my head. It's like a literally like a click. And I was like, okay, that's enough of that. Let's go and get up and go. <laughs> Your emotional angel just said, that's enough, you know. That's enough. And I've heard other people have had the same, ex a similar experience. Um, so it's not, maybe it's not that unique, I guess, to have that happen to you. And um, so then I just decided, okay, I guess I'm not going to go, I'm going to go. I had been in art. I had been in working at art supply stores before I did sort of the little corporate thing in my late 20s. And I said, I'm just going back to art. I don't know what it will be, but I'm going back to art. And, uh, you know, loading boxes on the back. Loading dock is a, of an art supply store is art. And um, I started looking for jobs for a little bit. And then I was like, you know, I'm just going to do my own thing. And um, I knew enough drawing. And I called up all the people I knew from my corporate thing who needed like a designer. No one needed an illustrator, but they all needed somebody to take illustrations and mix them with design and or mix them with a, a letterhead or a business card or something. And so I just, you know, that's in the typesetting days. And um, I had a marketing guy who's a friend of mine who said, uh, I didn't have any clients. He said, if you just pick up the yellow, remember the yellow pages? If you pick up the yellow pages and start at the A and start calling by the end of a month, you will have all the clients you need and you'll be fine. And I was like, huh, it took me a month to do that. And I was like, either I'm going to be hungry or I could pick up the phone. That's it, you know? Like, so I picked up the phone. I started calling people. And he's basically right. After about a month, I had enough people. And then you get another people. And then somebody refers you. It's a mindset that you just go out and you do it. And that resulted in me basically having my own business, a design business, for the next 30 years. And, and now I still do it. And this um, is pretty much graphic design, right? Pretty much. Yeah, it was graphic design. And I just did... And people give you the projects that you're capable of. Nobody hands you an annual report when you're just starting out. Yeah, yeah You're doing yeah. postcards and business cards and maybe a little logo or you're a little ad or, you know, a little CV mad. or something like that. Something like that. Just simple stuff. But you get better. And um, I had an art degree, but I didn't have a design degree. So I would go, um, this was in Cambridge, Mass. And I would go to the, there's a famous bookstore that used to be there called Wordsworth. And I would go and sit in the graphic design aisle and read the design books and go, okay, how do I do this? Uh, okay. And that's right. Do it. And, then, and this is before Illustrator or InDesign or right, Photoshop right. or any of that stuff. Yeah. So this is 80, this is like 85 and the, and the Mac, the Mac 2E and the laser printer came out at the end of 85. And right. I was one of the first people in New England to get one of those, that combination. Um, but I just kept going, you know, I just kept, just kept going and built clients and, um, you know, and a vendor network and, and different projects. And then somewhere around, around 1990 is when I decided I wanted to have products. I started making, that's my map products. And then when um, Amazon launched um, print on demand with Kindle and that stuff, that's when I, and create space. So what was that? It was like 2008 or something. I started making books 
Um, so so what, let's, let's go back to products. What kind of products did you release? So I'm just going to grab it here because it's the easiest way to explain it because um, no one understands what I make. <laughs> so what I did, this is when we used to sell things on CD. This is the CD. So what I did in 1990 is I traced all the maps of the world. So I traced all the states, the countries, the continents in Adobe Illustrator. Actually, it was in freehand and then Adobe Illustrator. So like, you know, there's Florida and I would just go click, 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 click and just I, I, the, the map. I wanted to have a product that I didn't have to pay any licensing fees for. I didn't, wasn't owned by anybody else. I wanted it to be mine. And so pretty much anything that comes from the U.S. government is in the public domain. Yeah. And you can take those things in the public domain and they want you to value add to do something with it. Um, but you don't have to, and you can turn it into your own products. So I scoured the U.S. Geological Survey, the Defense Department, and the CIA for their maps. The CIA has lots of maps and um, U.S. Geological Survey, that's what they do is maps. And so I got the source maps and then I redrew them all. And these are all editable. So they're all individual objects and you can change the colors and the size and the shape and all that kind of stuff. Um, I made them originally in Illustrator and then, um, and this is the, that's the key, was I started getting phone calls from sales managers going, do you have these maps in PowerPoint? And I was like, PowerPoint, I don't know, who uses that? But um, it's like I decided to figure it out. An illustrator at that time had a path to take a map to an illustrated document all the way through to PowerPoint where it could also be editable. Once I did that, that was the game changer for me because there aren't that many graphic designers in the world, but, which is where clip art often is sort of seen, but there are zillions of sales managers. Every company bigger than you or me as a sales manager, and they need, they often have salespeople and they need maps to show people where to go for territories and things and stuff. So you can take this and make up here green and over here's a Susie's territory for blue and Bill's up here in the, the Midwest and he's orange. And then you could hand it to him and go, here's your territory. Wow, so I can see where that would be really popular. And, and it was in PowerPoint. That was in PowerPoint, which is the product they use all the time. And if you, yeah. if you go online and go to Google and you just search maps, there's a billion maps, but you can't change the colors. And that's the key. That's the difference. <clears throat> so at that time, um, through the 90s, really up until mm, 2006, seven, um, there were only about four of us in the world that figured out how to do this. And so... You know, Mr. Unique. <laughs> well, it's also, it's a, it's a huge amount of effort. <clears throat> you have to draw the whole country, the whole world. Yeah. I drew every yeah. county. It took me six months to draw all the counties in the United States. I There's bet. Of them. Um, but anyway, so what it did is, is it gave me a product. And so I basically looked for products that match into your, what you do. So this is something I've often taught people is, um, to take the skill set you have. So I was a graphic designer skill set, right? And then you find things that are similar enough that you can do them at the same time. So having clip art is 
what graphic designers have and do. So this parallel path of products is up here and things you learn from design help with your products. Things you learn from products help you with your design. So you learn about marketing, you can pass that on to a client. You can answer the phone at the same time that you're, it's not, I wasn't selling shoes. Yeah. Selling something yeah. related. And the problem with, with service business like I had is there are only so many hours in the day. I couldn't bill more than 20 hours a day. So it's, that's it. I mean, you really, because you have to empty the waste baskets and, you know, you have to do all the other stuff that billing and stuff. But with products, it's scalable. So eventually what well, happens- Well, it's, it's not only scalable, but you don't have to be doing it. It, does, right. it does itself while you sleep, you know, right. as they say, you know. <laughs> so now translate forward. So now I have multiple websites. So I sold them every way. I used to license them. I sold them at shows. And then eventually that was too difficult to do. And then um, I transitioned everything over to online and had built some websites or had somebody else build websites. Um, now I have multiple websites where I sell them at different price points, um, all digital, but you're glo I'm a global business. People oh, that's awesome. You, you, could have, you could have made your whole business around that without doing all the other stuff you do. I, yeah, I, I could. And I often thought about that. And, and a pivotal moment that came for me was I did all this work on the weekends and at nights and early in the morning. It was one day I realized I was my best client that my map sales were my, was my biggest client. And that instead of doing this at nighttime, just do it in the daytime, just like you do any other client, you know. Bing. <laughs> like, like, hello. <laughs> hello. That was a big moment. That was like, oh, I can sit here and do this during the day because it's like, you know, I might have had a law firm client or a nonprofit client. I don't do their work in the weekends or nights. I do it during the day. So why can't I do the job, the thing that brings in the most money during the day? Um, and that really, that helped. With Nothing like self-validation, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that, and you've seen me do this too. The maps then translate into lots of other things. Oh, again, I'll just grab this because it's right here. Is that I'm a, and you've heard me talk about this. I'm a huge one on this one because it has some edits that you've done, but um repurpose this content so once you own something like wait this, wait 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 slow down a little bit here Roy. so because you're you're bringing up something that i think is really important and that is that you know you may be an author you may be an artist you may be a writer whatever but you don't have to stick to just doing one thing. And what Bruce is gonna talk about right now is so important. And it's one of the reasons that I have you on the call today, Bruce, is that not only do you not have to do just one thing, but you can take your one thing and repurpose it into many things and monetize them and make a good living off them. <laughs> He's gonna show us his whole pile of stuff here. I'm just gonna sh I'll just show you a little bit. So, and that's a key thing to look at your content, whether it's um, a book, this is a book I did help with somebody else did this book, um, whether it's a book or it's like I made these maps, you can, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you. Look now we can get Baskin, who wrote, um, 
Latonia Gangs, Girls, and Guns. So it's a, it's a book about um, teenage girls in urban environments sort of have to deal with very difficult boyfriends, basically, gang-related boyfriends. So that, and they, what he discovered with this book is that they were using it in um, group meetings with these girls and having discussions with them, and they would use this book. And this book was set up as a series of questions that people could use in a group environment which is the same as a, a business book or a self-help book, or, you know, they're often you're asking questions. So they took that, those questions and turned them into a workbook. Oh, that's, uh, that's brilliant. So this is actually <laughs> the teacher. This is the leader's guide. There's, I don't have the one in between. There's a, there's a, um, a workbook that's used by the, the girls that they can work with. And then this was a workbook that was made from that workbook. And this has actually all the theory of dealing with this stuff. Wow, that's, so that's, that's serious business, that book. Yeah, so anybody in the country could come up to speed as a, as a leader. Usually this is in, in, like in churches or things like that. Um, but they could come up with it. So instead of selling just this book, you can sell these combination books and you can get packages. You can put together packages of things. Um, and so what I did, like with my maps, or you can see behind me music books, there's a music book there, is I took these maps and I realized that actually it was, I did a project for a, a client who needed some geography books. And I went, oh, wait a minute, why don't I do that? Take my maps and turn them into coloring books. So I already drew the maps. I already God, it's so them. simple. It's, I already own them. So just take and turn them into other products. God, that's brilliant. And um, part of it is when you have the content you can do. Now, it, if it's a, it's a self-help book, a business book, a, a community support book like this, you either write your book that way, but you'll probably find that you already did write your book that way. And you can take the questions that you're asking in every chapter, pull them out and turn them into a workbook um, and it was, it was a moment, I was at a conference um, where, where it was a company that did packaging for entrepreneurs and speakers and people like that. <clears throat> the guy gets up on stage and goes, okay, all of you guys have your book. I don't know, maybe you charge $15 for your book. That's right. Turn it into a workbook, enlarge it eight and a half by 11, put a spiral binding on it, and you can charge 47 or 97 because this is how you get the money out of this book by making a thing that people can work with they can do something with this is where yeah this is the people some of, people some something people can use right away that's right they yeah. can, can self-paced it can be part of a thing it might be something that you give a talk on and everybody gets their book they download it so you can charge way more for a workbook than you can for a book because this is the practical application of what you're what you're teaching um, Did, do you ever go further and, and make stuff like flashcards and other supportive materials? I try to work around um, print on demand. So my goal is to never have any inventory. So I look for things that can be printed <laughs> print on demand. Otherwise, you, you know, Other, otherwise is, you're a fulfillment house and you're on the way to the post office all the time. When I used to sell CDs, I would end up standing in line, you know, because you can mail these easily, um, you know, like those U.S. postal things are great domestically, but if you, I used to ship a lot to Europe at one time, those Europe yeah. was 
And you have to go get a customs form for every single one of these things. And you're like, <laughs> you're at Christmas time standing in line for 45 minutes to hand the guy the customs form. You know, now this is a CD is a pretty high profit margin on them. But, you know, it's, you know, if you're behind the guy with the little the bags of little boxes who needs to do customs <laughs> on every one, you're going to beat yourself like that. In the gym, long game digital download is like there goes the CD. Goodbye. <laughs> but but anyways, yeah. I so I tried so using sites like Cafe Press, Zazzle, Redbubble, Printful. There's a whole lot of sites that you can take your artwork, upload it, and people can put it on water bottles and hats. Oh, and that you know that that's such a game changer. Right. It it just totally changed my business. You know, from having to pack up paintings and schlep them down to the post office, go oh, seventy-five dollars to charge. <laughs> now I just send them to Redbubble and say, "Get a print here." You know, get a print there, right? Just get. And a print I, don't, there. I don't have to do a thing further. Right. That's it's right. awesome. I'm starting to do that too. I I have done it for years um, with some of my music stuff. I had you know, where's my music stuff there? Um, bags and t-shirts and things like that. And now so I so tell us about how you started the uh music books because i think it's cool what what you oh, did yeah, yeah, yeah. so let me don't you love how i get up and down that's, that's we're, we're gonna have a whole pile of your books start on your on your desk by the time we're done yeah, i usually do and i just okay here we go so so tell us where you started on that okay so one of the ways to write a book is to document your journey of discovery so we all go and learn some things and part of it is just write it all down. And so I went to, you can see the instruments. So in my process of learning to play all these instruments, I went to guitar camp and I, I didn't go this year because, or last year because, you know, COVID, but um, I've gone 19 years in a row until, you know, the, the world ended. Um, and I just wrote everything down and I realized, um, I watched people in circles. You can see this very easily in a circle people learning if the instructor is short by one or two handouts <clears throat> watch what the people do who didn't get the handout they're like so agitated and so where's my handout and i was like oh look at this this is interesting wow people go claw over cut grass glass to get the handout you know it's the wow handout. how interesting because i just want and myself it's it's denial like everybody in the room got it but you didn't get it you're like <laughs> where's mine <laughs> so and i also realized i being a graphic designer i could do it so i started just putting together the charts of what i was learning so i just created like uh, let me take this out of here so you would be learning like the chord a b yep. b flat yep. blah 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 and, and you just write down the chord I just write them down. And this information is readily available online and it's, you can find it super easy, but I just, I did mine. I did my own version of it. And it just took, took eight years basically, as I just sort of went through the process. And then, you know, I just started to, some of it was information like movable arpeggio. This took me years to get this information. I couldn't find this anywhere. This wasn't written down anywhere. Which now, when you say it took you years to find that, what are you talking about? So that how you can take a, an arpeggio scale is, you know, like if you do a chord, you strum it, but yeah. if you do it note by note, boom, 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 that's doing arpeggio, you know, so it's, it's note by note. But if you use your fingers correctly, you can move 
it up and down the, the fretboard on the guitar. So it's a movable scale and you can do stuff like that with it. So it's a pattern, but I couldn't find the pattern. I could see the people doing it, but I couldn't find anybody who had ever written it down anywhere. Um, How fascinating. I never, I had never even so, thought of that. So I, I just like here, a minor pentatonic movable scale. So this was like, it took me again, years to figure out what these people were doing. Because it's not really written down. Because people don't write it down, no. They and and they it. don't really teach it to you as a as a thing either. Yeah, it's a thing. They and, just kinda they, they just kinda it. go little <laughs> And they do teach it, but they're like it's some guy and you know, like, you know, can I write what down what you're doing down? Like because they get really offended. Um so anyways, so I wrote I did this book, and this was my basic essential chord book, and it has all my stuff. And then um one day I got an email from Australia. And someone said, um, could you do these in left-hand version? Because I, it's, this is actually a right hand. Most people play guitar with the right hand. And I was like, they said, because I'm spending my time standing in front of a mirror, trying to flip the guitar around. <laughs> and I was like, all of this was done in InDesign. And I realized I could just flip all the chord charts and make a left-handed version. Oh, for heaven's sakes. So I have two books. <laughs> I needed to... I didn't have enough pages in my book. And this is the thing I'll say what the, what the lesson here is. This is the, this is, there's a lesson in this. Um, but I, so I filled in the back of the book with some blank sheet music. I basically just didn't have enough stuff. I wasn't that, I didn't know enough. So I just, like, and then one day I'm going, you know, if I took like a hundred of this page and made a book out of it, I'd have a blank sheet music. <laughs> And you never would have thought of that if you hadn't created those other books. I never would have thought of it because you need the trend, you need the path. Like, like you, you don't come to this. You, I started with this. Now, some people may come to this. And then I did a couple key things here. Um, the gold on one of the gold, the places of gold on Amazon are the customer reviews. So you go through the customer, if you're putting together a book in your topic, you go to the customer reviews and you, um, look at the number four, four star reviews and the two star reviews. So the four star reviews, the five star is just probably their friends. The four star review is, I really like this book, but, and the two star is, review is, I don't really like this book, but, and you look at what those buts are. Those are the, either the pain points or the points, but that's where the gold is. And you look at what people complain about in the reviews, and then you either turn that around and make it your selling points for your book. So one of the pain points was, could you make the lines a little further apart? This was on my book, this is another chord sheet music book, a little further apart so we can write the notes in. I was like, yeah, I could do that. That's easy enough to do. That's easy enough, yeah. And then another one was, could you put a little bit of music theory in your book just so we had something? Like a reference point. Like a reference point. And I took basically, this book and I made them black and white and I put it at the back of this book. So it's just like, why not? It's just paper. I, I mean, who cares? Right. You know? So the message in this is look at the reviews to look at the possibilities of where you're things you aren't covering things you are covering. There's lots of, there's a whole methodology, but that the reviews are the easiest thing to do. The second is you don't know what's going to succeed. You have no idea what's going to succeed. Yeah, no that, that's succeed. for sure. And you think you've got something that everybody's going to want and it's like, eh. 
So you need to put out stuff. If you have an idea, and now because we have such amazing tools um, and the freedom to publish, put it out and see what happens. So just this accidental doing this, and doing this, and then doing this. This is one of my best-selling books for over 10 years. Wow. This book sold a thousand copies um, a now year. Now let me, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. What made you make that cover that design rather than continuing in the branding of the first books? This design. Yeah. Um, I think I just wanted something different. Um, I think I just wanted, I, sometimes I'll look at the competitors and see what, what they're doing. Um, it's interesting. I have, let me, I'll, I'll pull out <laughs> great question because these are basically the same exact books. This one sells, this one doesn't. No kidding. They're almost identical inside. Does this look any different? Isn't that amazing? Covers can have a huge, is it the title? Is it the cover? Is it, you have no idea. I have really no idea. You That's really what I, I would pick the, the one in your right hand too. This no, one. the other one. This one, yeah. It's simpler, it's more It's graphical. sexier. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you just. You never know, do you? You, you make, you take your shot and you try it and you see what happens now. I'll tell you another lesson in here. So this is, this is a huge, this is a huge lesson is do not fall in love with your book title because it very well will be wrong. So when you're writing a book, we all have the friends and family title for our books. So what are you doing, Angela? Oh, I'm writing a book on, um, you know, computer mouses and the development of the computer mouse. Computer mouses are us. And so you come up with a title just to give them something to shut them up. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm doing this. And what happens is that you sometimes go, well, that's the title of my book. And you go all the way through. That's what happened with the first version of this book. I called it notebook music charts because I was going to put it originally in my music notebook. <laughs> oh my God. I have, I'm taking ukulele lessons and he's given us a lot of music. Um, I guess. But I was going to put it, it was going to go, see, like I put this here, I slid a page in for my book. You know, you end up like this with these charts in your book, right? Yeah. Somebody yeah. Else's chart. And so I called it stupidly notebook music charts. Because you figured everybody else would do the same thing. Yeah. Because this was my friend and family title until it didn't sell at all. And I was like, and then I started looking at it and I started searching on other people's chord books and a bunch of them used the word essential. So I changed it to essential chords and then it started to sell. I, I love your, I love your name of it, the friends and family title. <laughs> that's really good. That's what it is. I mean, you're telling, you know, I mean, depending what kind of book you're writing, you know, you're going to probably be doing it for a long, for a while. And you're going to be, you know, what are you working on? Well, I got a new book on, you know, you know, the, the yellow marker directory. I don't know. You know, you just, <laughs> you're going to say something and you go, you know, flashlights shine on us. I don't know, you know, whatever you call it, but um you know flashlights of america but um yeah so that's a huge that's a huge lesson 
that I try to teach is, this is don't, um, uh, don't believe in your title because it very, you know, don't trust your title, very well might be wrong. Um, do variety of whatever you want. Don't let, don't just get pigeonholed into, I only do this. Like if you have an interest, go do it because it's so simple to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bruce, I'm, I'm going to take a break here and do a little bit of a talk about here. So I wanted to tell people about a, a website that I found recently that I'm re recommending called sandcloud.com. They, they make the most amazing stuff, you know, that they do clothes and accessories and stuff like that. But they also have this line of beach towels. And I found them because I'm interested in designing stuff for people like that. And I thought, wow, these people are really neat. They make this awesome bath or beach towel. They're huge and they are soft. They're uh, ecologically made, you know, environmentally sustainable. That's one of their precepts. They uh, donate 10% of their proceeds or their profits to environmental stuff that they believe in. And they, um, the towels are sand uh, resistant. You, you know how when you go to the beach, the sand clumps on your towel and it's like, oh God, you shake it out. But it's, so these towels, you shake them out and all the sand goes off. How cool is that? Especially if your sister is downwind and you go like this and it all goes. <laughs> <Right. laughs> and you go, <laughs> So I wanted to tell everybody about it because it's so cool. And I'm one of their official ambassadors for sandcloud.com. Cool. Right. So I want people to go there and get stuff. And <laughs> so Bruce, you were talking about um, your friends and family title, your, uh, your, your eventually final title, which brings me right to mm -hmm. uh, your book, How to Sell sell your book because you went through a whole process of finding out the title on that one as i recall it's, and i'm still not happy with it and <laughs> i don't i have not figured out so originally with this book you'll notice so if i go and look at my royalties on amazon um i think i've made like a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars something in paid royalties but that translates out to three hundred and twenty two thousand six hundred and fifty dollars and in, in actual book sales that had to be sold because my average book price is around ten dollars um, and thirty four thousand books. So I started with that was my title and I put it up at the top and um, it just seemed and I, and I think I, I wrote to you that this is actually was a book that I had written earlier versions of it years ago and it's sort of gone along and it was always sort of part of a I need to do that book because it's one of the most common questions people ask me they they publish their book on Amazon and then they go, what do I do now? Like, like they think the writing is the hard part. The, it's the, it's not. It's no, the it's the <laughs> easiest part of all. <laughs> and they're like stuck. And so I've tried over the years to teach different ways of simple things because nobody wants to spend any money and nobody wants to do any work. So how do, what would be things that, that I could do? And um, so I, I did that. And then I just was, somewhat got embarrassed by the title because <laughs> it's, it's like I mean it's okay in certain circles that I work in where people talk about the amount of money they make all the time but you know again the friends and family are like what <laughs> <laughs> it's it, you know that that just blows me away you know why why should we be ashamed of, of the amount of money that we make it, it's, it's like a cultural shame that's untalked about 
it's a cultural shame and they you can tell because then they measure themselves that you like this is over 10 years you know so in reality it isn't like i made it yesterday it's you know it's over a long period yeah, of time yeah but they do kind of look and so then i kind of like you know personal shame just caused me to make it smaller and then i tried to answer because i followed this philosophy by this guy um steve krug who wrote a book called don't make me think it's a wonderful book it's short it's probably half the size of this book same size uh, and he's a web usability guy and i he's written i think it's on the third edition i highly recommend it but i also highly recommend the philosophy of don't make me think i've used it as the filter for everything i do maybe i don't always succeed but i it's my filter and uh, it just you can look at something very quickly and go if i have to think about it or try to figure it out um then it's not working so i'm fiction titles it might be different you know gone with the wind isn't about wind but um so that's how to sell your book is the big question and so i flipped it around and so for a while i had this is the main thing and this was the second thing and then i put this is the first thing and this and now i'm sort of contemplating making this like a, really a tiny thing and make this the whole thing and i haven't anchored in where the real title of this book is yet um it is completely how to sell your book. Yeah, it is. That's all it is. And I, I was able to focus really nicely on here are different things to do to sell your book and yeah. how to work people through it. So that's, I think I solved that goal. But. Well, from one of your avid readers, I would say that the cover is just right. I, I, you know, if you made the part in the red smaller, then it doesn't really give the impetus of why should I read this? Right. Right. Because that's proof that you actually did the work, right? And you're not just some guy saying, well, here's how to do it, you know, because I've got a master's in marketing, you know? Right. And, I, and, and you and I are, are similar that we make products and we sell products. So we're some pretty much in the same mindset of, you know, how do I sell my stuff? I mean, you know, it's, it, it's what do I do and how do I sell it? Um, so I, I, I haven't, it just didn't, couldn't quite get where but i but i also follow the philosophy of perfection freezes progress and you can angst over stuff forever oh that's so good that's so good <laughs> i have to write that down yeah that's the I, I, that one i came I, I came up with that with another guy we did we came up with the perfection freezes progress and it doesn't do any good if it's just sitting in your shelf yeah so. that's really good I, I wanted to suggest to you something bruce i have your book and i and mm -hmm. i have it on my kitchen table where I eat all my meals <laughs> and I've learned not to read it while I'm eating because then I forget to eat. <laughs> but one of the things that um, is, is just glaringly obvious is that you know what you're doing and you've got that book. It should be about this thick, right? you right. know, because it's got such amazing gems in it. So, and I wanted to suggest that, Per your own idea, you make it into a workbook. Which, which, and I know you have the website. This book was actually designed like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did do this. Yes. So if you look through this book, you will find in here, um, and maybe they should be broken up into more, to take the text that goes with each of these sections. But if you'll notice in here, there we are. Yeah, there's a workbook. This is workbook. This one section, 
and there is another one at the back. Um, there's a checklist, a, best, a book selling checklist. Right. And so I, I, I wrote this book because um, it was during the writing of this book that I did the, um, my workbook masterclass was held at the same time. So I went and went, oh, I should just rewrite my, re this book is rewritten a number of times in the process of writing it with completely different direction. One of them being the, the workbook. So what I did is to pull this book apart and to develop just PDFs of sort of the workbook. So there's the, the book marketing checklist, the media checklist, and the link that you had that'll be in your, your, um, in your notes. These are free. I download these free. So they become lead magnets. They become things for people to download. They become, if I did a class on making your media kit, someone could download this. Um, and the last one, the book selling checklist. Um, which, and and these, these are the checklists that you're giving away as a bonus. As a bonus. Yes. That's right. I'm giving awesome. these away as a bonus, but there's sort of a, a book version that's inside here. Um, but also when you give away something like this, you can also use it as a point to market and put your other books on the back of the thing they're downloading. So yeah. That your, that's something I learned from you is like so so important, like in the back of the book, make it a whole ad for heaven's sakes. Make it make it an ad. Yeah, they're buying the book anyways, and they, they may not even know you have all these other books. Yeah. So awesome. they may not even know where they got the book that they bought. Because somebody may so I always advertise, I always market um the book that's the real book, so that if you want to get another copy, like go to Amazon. Like don't assume oh, that, that yeah, know. I'd never thought of that. That's brilliant. Don't assume that they know um, where they that it's part of the system. You know, I need to add the. This is done a long time ago, so I need to put that sheet music book in there. Um, so, so here, here's what I was thinking, Bruce. Was uh, I left <laughs> I left the book in my table? Um, was when when you go inside the book, you've got left and right hand pages of information, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so on the left-hand page, you've got in, put information and on the right-hand page, put questions that people can fill in and a space for notes. Mm -hmm. So from that page that's on there and do it double spaced so that it's not quite so much information on one page because you've right. got that thing just chock full. I, yeah, I, I put every tip I could find. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, amazing. So if you took like idea. half of that page, double space mm -hmm. and on the other side you've got your notes and, and your question your pertinent questions to ask about that subject yeah yeah that'd that's make an really awesome good, that's a really good idea that's that's a huh that'll be five hundred dollars that'll be very good <laughs> <laughs> to show you just and i think it's at the back here one of the things i do talk about in this book is and i'm just a huge person of republishing or repurposing so i just so i don't have all the things so that's all the products that have come out of that one music book. So that's amazing. So there are other music books, there are posters and, and especially, um, and there's clothing and stuff like that. Posters, you, uh, people love all kinds of informational posters and posters are a huge pain to deal with because you have to roll up this thing and ship it. But with companies like Redbubble and Zazzle, they deal with that. And so you can take, like, I, I, you know, if you look around Etsy, you will see, I mean, I, I just haven't done it, but, you know, I could, I just, 
when you don't have any, so many hours a day, but you could take out the key bullet <laughs> points out of any book and turn it into a key tips on how to sell your book poster. Oh yeah. Awesome. So you can do that in any book. You can just take out what are the key learning points from your book. You know, you know, John Kramer, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he does the same thing on Pinterest. Right. He takes bullet points, puts them into a Pinterest post and has an ad for the book at the bottom. Here's is where you get it. And people buy the hell out of it. They buy the hell out of it. And I, I was real, I did a, um, uh, two courses recently on, on printables on Etsy. Uh, they used Etsy as the primary place because it's enormous. Think of it as the Amazon for crafts and homemade goods and stuff. Um, the printables, which is basically PDFs on Etsy is enormous. They have enormous amount of sales and people are doing something simple as like, you know, this could be a poster you know, with a checklist. God, like, it'd be so simple. It's so simple and you just put them up you know, you can do it on Redbubble. You can do it anywhere. You just anywhere, yeah. Sort of Print. Informational, um, printifier, thing. printful, printful. Yeah, uh, any of them, right? This one, any of them, and uh, I, I, one of it's just the time to go. Okay, what I'm going to put, but some of the ones I've seen are just ridiculously simple that people have made. So God, that's so yeah. cool. You, you know, the thing that that really amazes me, Bruce, is that there. I have coached authors in publishing their books and stuff, and, and they don't realize how much expertise they have. Right. They, they figure they're going to put everything they know into this one book, and that's it, you know, off into the sunset. So one of the things that I try to tell people to do is to write a beginner's book and an intermediate book and an advanced book. And then, like you say, do workbooks and posters and stuff like that. And they go, oh, I never thought of that. You know, there's so many things that you can do with all this amazing information you have in your head. And you can also, you can, you can get it done because, you know, I do end up with, and I'm sure you do too. We talk to writers who are trying to write their epic life book and they get <laughs> so frozen and often what i'll say to them is you know when i've talked to them i'll go do, do you have anything else what else have you written they'll go well i had this little poetry thing over here or i did this little thing over there i haven't published those either and i'll go let's publish those let's yeah. publish one of those books your junk book the book you don't care about because you're not going to angst over this thing that you did and you didn't do just let's just publish it and put it out and that'll demystify the process of how easy it really is. And then when you come to this book that you've sort of like said, my staked my soul on, you'll go, Oh, I got it. It isn't so big a deal. Okay. Let's, let's do, let's make it do that because that's a really good point. Yeah. Just like get the, you have to get that log out of people's heads that they can't, you know, they're so. Well, that goes back, that goes back to your perfection freezes progress because people think, Oh, of this big epic, tome that they're they're writing you know for the last 10 years <laughs> and trying to make it you know editing every line and everything but come on yeah. just get it out there yeah and you're, to go you're, with... ma you're making me think of something too Bruce. is um i know a lot of people who do youtube tutorials and mm -hmm. you know blog posts and stuff like that if they just transcribe those and publish those i just, mean how easy it? can you get yeah yeah I wrote the manual, let me see my hat right here, for my maps. Oh, yeah, here it is. So I, I included, when I used to ship the CDs, see my bulkhead brother. When you used to ship the CDs, I would throw this in as an extra un, unintended bonus. And it was just, right? 
this is just the transcripts of the how-to videos of how to use my products. Oh, that's so smart. And I would just print it off. It was like 350, you know, it was like 350 cents and I would just throw it in the package, but it was just, but they're just exactly what you're saying. It's they're, they're it could be podcast transcripts. It can be, I mean, um, there's Dan Hall. I don't know if you know, you probably know, I don't really know Dan Hall. He's where I learned a lot of my early publishing stuff. <clears throat> and he did, he's done, I don't know how many podcasts. Oh, he's done years. thousands of them, I think. Yeah. And he turned them all into books. He just took the transcripts. And so he has like a hundred books on Amazon on every one of those. Podcasts. I didn't know I he's done that. I'm in one of those podcasts. I'm in one of those books, right? You go and just search on him and you'll go. And he just broke it into a narrow little niche. Really topic. narrow. Yeah. Really narrow. But whatever the topic was, it's like, we could take, you could take this interview and just make a book out of it. A Kindle yeah, book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things to do. <laughs> but I, I wanted to just, one of the things we were just, when we were talking about those sort of opus manifesto things that people write is don't write a 400 page book, write two 200 page books and call it volume one and volume two. Um, or, or even a hundred page book. Or a hundred pages. And you will have then four points for hitting some people might buy one of them then they buy the other and you can push them together and make the compilation book and then you can make the workbook so you suddenly what looked like was going to be one book is now multiple books and amazon loves series um that you can you know they love they promote series if you write a series of books you know that's just four sales as opposed to one sale and you'll make more money and it's easier to get it out and that kind of stuff so, so bruce if, if somebody came to you and said i've got this idea for a book Mm -hmm. What would you say would be the first thing they ought to do? Um, usually I just, I'll have a conversation with them and I'll, I'll just say, tell me what it's about. And um, if they go, um, no, I can't, it's secret. I will say, remove that thinking because you have to be as public as you can. Um, I will say, if you have that, if you, one of the big things I will often say to people, often they'll come to me with the manuscript done or close done. I'll say, take that manuscript, print it out, and go to Staples and have it bound, a copy of the book. Here's an earlier version of one of my, one of my books. And now you have a physical book in your hand that represents all the work you've done. And you will see things in this book that you didn't see on the computer screen. It's so vital. One, it gives you the energy to kind of go and finish it because you go, oh, there's my book. It's almost here. You'll go, you'll flip through and you'll go, oh, I didn't really mean to write that because you've changed the mode. So for me, that's often, if people come to me, they're not coming to me like they haven't, I'll, I'll do the, if they haven't started yet, but often they come to me with sort of the thing done, but they don't know what to do next. And so this is what I'll say to go do next is to make yourself a printed version of it, kind of look at it. Um, if they haven't, and I, and you, we've sort of had this conversation, I think, but I often have a conversation. If I only need to hear somebody thinking about a book, then that's it. And then, you know, like for the next hour, I'm telling them how to do it. But basically what I'll do, if it's like, say a self-help book, I'll say, I'll ask this question. What's your number one question that you get? But they're kind of stuck. They don't know where to go, but they want to write a book about their topic. What's your number one question? Like, don't think about it. Just tell me what's the question you could ask more than up. And they'll go, okay, blah, blah, blah. I'll go, what's the number two question? Blah, blah, blah. I'll go home and come up with the other eight. So you have 10, 12 questions. 
those then become the key points of your book. It's not like I start on day one and I do this. It's like, what are the key things that people see you as the expert in? Then write one sentence on that. Then write one paragraph on each of those 10. Then write four or five, six paragraphs on each of those 10. Basically do the book horizontally so that, because when you, what happens is that people will write from the beginning to the finish of that first chapter. Then they go to the second and they write. They burn out. So what I say is, you want to write it all at the same level because what you write on chapter eight actually will affect what you did on chapter one. Mm. Oh, that actually belongs over here, but you're not too far into it. Is this making sense? Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, and so yeah. you kind of do that. And I, I, I don't know, it's, I've written it, I've posted stuff on it and written about it. And if it's um, a, a memoir book or a biography book, then make them not, I was born on this date, but make them transitional moments or decision moments of your life or major life things. <clears throat> you were married, you got fired, you traveled across the country in a van, whatever those, those are the moments of your life and then build it that same, that yeah. same um, So if it's a, like a self, let's say self-help book, you'll, that'll flush out the middle of the book, add your bio, add some resources at the back of the book, add an intro at the front. Those initial 10 things you wrote, those are your table of contents. Yeah. Like yeah. never, never put chapter one, chapter two, chapter oh. bullet points. Put them, those are your major things. Right. <laughs> and, and now there's your book, right? And then you can, yeah. more, but that's your book. And um, those bullet points become podcasts, blog posts, videos to help market the book. You can repeat the same content in multiple ways. And there's your, and that's your book. So um if you've already written it, then do something like this so that you can see the bigger picture of it. And then get yeah, it. and they can organize it in terms of that list. Right. Before they get it bound, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. Especially if you're doing the 10 thing, you may find that, you know, this goes here and that goes there. And, yeah, and yeah. You're going to know the five off the top of your head. You may know all 10 or 12. Um, but if you're stuck then go look at competing books and look through other books um, for um, their, you know. You know for the same topic. Yeah. yeah, and go, oh yeah, they talked about um, taking the batteries out of the flashlight. I hadn't thought about that. that chapter <laughs> you, know? you know, I forgot about the chapter with the, with the thing, you know, the thingy. You know, I mean, you'll, you'll go, oh, you'll just, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, or Google it and you'll, you know, the Google ask question things now is so powerful. Um, oh, just, man, it's so much, so helpful. Well, you know, I, I, I take a lot of cues from Dan Pointer. Mm -hmm. he, he was an amazing writer, teacher, whatever. And one of the things that, that I love the most about what he said was, um, do you know his book, Writing Nonfiction? I know who he is. I don't know that particular book. It, well, he, he wrote a book called Writing Nonfiction. And he said, copy my back cover. So you, you turn it over and there's a very specific formula. He says, first of all, your title, never put it the same title as, as, as on the front. I mean, this is a chance to do another, pull people in with the subject, right? And then the first is a paragraph that talks about what you're going to get in the book. And he said, there are two kinds of people. There's paragraph people and there's bullet people. So the next thing you do is, is you do five bullets, no more or no less, of exactly the same thing that you said in the first paragraph, but in bullet form. Oh, in bullet point. Oh, you just repeat it. Oh. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah really yeah, yeah. simple. Okay. 
and 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 you started out with when you read this book you will get bullet 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 bullet, bullet. right and then you need social proof so you have three testimonials and then you need a short bio you know why does angela think that she's okay to write this book <laughs> you know angela's helped right. so many people and then at the bottom, you do your call to action right across from the ISBN code. And it says, you've been want wanting this information for so long. What are you waiting for? <laughs> right? Get the book. Get the so book. It, it's like a whole sales package in one on your in back one, cover. One single page. And you can right. do it either for nonfiction or fiction. I found yeah. I have even yeah. done it on my art books. Huh. Because books do spend, you know, half their time upside down. They, they go the other way, so. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So I, 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 and, oh, and, and my whole point for this is that uh, the bullet points that he talks about, the five bullet points you're going to get, those are your first five chapters. Ooh, which, which we've done on my method. You just take those first five ones, yeah. Exactly, and then, you, you know, those first five chapters also lead you to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more, or, it, it, actually, he suggests don't do any more than eight specific points to get across in your book. Right. You know, I say three because people's attention span is so low. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do those uh, bullet points, you don't say you're going to get four steps for selling your book. You're going to go four, four uh, specific steps to help you make noise and sell your book, right? right? right. And so that's your first chapter. It, you don't go chapter one, like you said. Yeah, I never use those words. I mean, if you're going to put those in there, just make sure it's just the-, the It's, the it's on the left-hand side. People <laughs> don't even- <laughs> You don't have to do it, but don't put that. Don't, I see so many books. I think people are a little wiser now, but you still see a lot of people put chapter one, chapter especially if it's a, because that's the story. That's your book in mini form. That's yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's, how, that's how that's how you attract book. people. Right. That's the what am I going to get in this book? Oh, I, he tells me how to do this and this and this and this. That's right. So it's so no, that's cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's it all all kind of nicely melds together. So. Yeah. So if you had one tip that you would give people before we go, what would it be? And, and before you answer that, I, I just want to tell people, please, please, please go to Amazon and look up J. Bruce Jones, that's J. Period Bruce Jones, and get his How to Sell Your Book. <laughs> and on the, the podcast uh, website, you will get the bonuses of the three checklist which is so generous of you thank you <laughs> thank you very much they're right there they're there they're all there and at the bottom of the page are links to all the the book in all the different formats that you can you can get that so. yeah we've got we've got a pdf we've got ebook and we got print books we got print books yep awesome okay so if if you could tell if somebody said well what's one tip that i need to know right now what would it be hit the publish button <laughs> Do it, it now. Publish. Do it now. <laughs> hit the publish in whatever form you are working in. So if it's a blog post, hit the publish button. If it's a social media post, hit the publish button. If you're you're resisting sending your book off, we're using print on demand. You can update the file and change it. But the transformation 
comes from when you push that button and when you're on the other side of it. It's amazing what happens in that one little tiny fraction of a second that goes, you have all this worry about here, push the button and enlightenment comes on the other side when you'll go, oh, that's what I should have written. Somehow our brain like gets locked on this side and freedom on that side and push the publish button. I think is the, it's one of the hardest buttons for people to push. And it's the- The, the first goal. time is the hard one. Yeah, and it just, but you still are like, oh, it's not quite right. It's not quite right. I got, just, you know. Just do it. it. Just do it. And it's, um, that's basically, and you know, we're in the web, so you can change it. It's all changeable. You can fix it. And, yeah. And um, you can even delete it. You can delete it. <laughs> <laughs> you can delete the Kindle books, but you can delete, yes, you can delete it and you can update it, you can change it. And, but it also is in terms of, you know, if you're blogging your book or your whatever you're doing, it's just hit that somehow just hit that button and then you'll see what you were missing. As soon as you do, you'll go, oh, I got it. So that's, I think for me, that's would be the number one tip is hit the publish button. So awesome. Awesome. So. You, you know, I'll never forget the, the first time I held my first book in my hands. It was like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> holy cow look at this <laughs> yeah i yeah, know it's pretty it's it's pretty powerful it's, it's the a feeling it's, it's, is just amazing yeah I, I tell people that you know publishing your book is a transformation it's the fulfillment of a dream you didn't know you were going to have like some people do know but a lot of people they don't understand what happens to them after they publish their book they get direction they get just sense of accomplishment they get fulfillment they get all these things that they didn't realize was going to happen by doing this project so and now yeah. it's so easy we can do all kinds of you know it's it's you know and a book doesn't have to be i'm an author <laughs> right it doesn't have to be this big a book is what it, you know, it can be a page to get you started just do do one page and put it up or do three pages and put it up it's it's just releasing your stuff to the world is what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. You don't have to write it. Don't think you have to write this. Write that. <laughs> what what is the what is the minimum that you can get away with on Amazon? I think it's twenty pages. Twenty four pages. Twenty four pages, but you can release your thing as a PDF on your website. True. As one page. Or one you, page, yeah. Find, and then you'll get you'll get to see what, you know, if you spend a year way better to spend a week putting out a single page or two pages and get some reaction than to spend a year putting working on something and getting no reaction you know you might have learned a lot just by getting some people to make some comments or hear the reactions or they go can you do this or can you do that so yeah yeah it's, you'll get it's just and you'll get that sense you can so that's my thing is don't you don't have to write this big thing you can just write a little thing and then gradually let it grow. You can keep changing it. I mean, I you remember one of these books, I can't remember which one. I think it was, it wasn't this one. I think it was my how to publish a book. I released a, maybe it was this one. I think it made this one. I released a beta version of it that I said, this is an unedited book. I have not done any, I, I took, I think it was this. I've got it. Yeah, I said, I'm gonna release this book. This is an unedited book. I haven't done anything with it. I'm just putting it out there. If you wanna hear it, just go buy it. And I sold like, a whole bunch of copies <laughs> and I, but I, I took a negative and I made it a positive. I said, I haven't edited it, but so what, if you want it, here it is, go get it. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, that took some guts, I think, <laughs> but it's, you get to see, is there any interest? Like did anybody, that's the big thing with, with web sales and products and is, does anybody care? 
Yeah. You're really trying to go, does anybody care about this thing? And if you can get people to buy the junky version, you know, then maybe you can get them to buy the good version when you get it done and just give it to them when they get it done. It's like, you know, oh, you're in the club now. So you now get the updates. Yeah, and, and you can build your raving following at the same time. I mean, and, I'm, I'm a raving follower of yours for sure, you know. <laughs> and most people don't care. <laughs> they just want the information. So that doesn't mean release junk, but it just means you can push stuff out way earlier than you think you can just to yeah. see. Yeah, that, that's happens. really a good point. So, I mean, you know, if you're doing a painting, you know, like the paintings behind you, you can't just, but you can do um, the journey. You can do the sketches. You can oh, yeah. It, and work in progress. Working people love people that. People love that. Right. And you can, then I know people, there was, there was a woman in my group earlier who did um, a book on horses and she released, she did it all in bits and pieces for a long time all the sketches, all the drawings, all the things, and it, and it turned into a bestseller by the time she got to the end because she had built the following. She built the journey of people. And it's like, you just start releasing it all and, and you know, see what- There's something it. else too. It, uh, when I wrote my book, Wild Women Unleashed, I just, I put in my chapter and I posted that in the Wild Women Facebook group. And then, I post, I, I collected all of their Facebook comments and I put those right after the chapter. Ooh, ooh, what a great idea. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good idea. That's yeah, a cool because there was, there was so much good input from the people in the group. I thought, you know, I, I can't just leave this here. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to put that in with the chapter, you know, and, and then, um, in order to finance the book, I had people buy ads to uh, showcase their websites. Yeah. So in the back of the book, I said, here are the people who've been commenting and you can go here to see this, this inn and wherever it was, or this person's artwork or whatever. And that was a big selling point too. I've known other people who've done that. I, I have a book, it's sitting over there somewhere. Um, they sold pages. They sold the pages of the book as sponsorships you know, for yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a, a, a coloring cookbook and they sold all the, their companies that they worked with. They sold them. They all like the book made a lot of money, but it was all from the sponsors in the back of the book, not from the sales, but from the sponsors. They, they got, I love that idea. That's a great they, idea. Yeah. If you have a fairly large um, mailing list or a fairly large podcast group, that's what they did. They were podcasters and that's what they did. They sold sponsorships of the book in the back for the of that book yeah so, yeah it's, it's, or you can just do one sponsor and, and feature them on the cover sponsored by nbc yeah, or whatever yeah, you know yeah, whoever <laughs> was doing it so but. yeah cool all right so i'm stoked thank you so much for being my guest today it's always fun to talk to you i think we went a little over time here but that's okay You'll, uh, well <laughs> i think people will stick with us so i, I want to thank you again bruce go to bruce BruceJonesDesigns.com. Look him yep. up on Amazon. Buy his books. Buy all his stuff. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. And, you uh, know, I, I don't play mandolin anymore, but I've got your book. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, we go. so I, I want to I want to encourage everybody. Please be audacious, bodacious, and as bold as you can possibly be. And we'll see you on the next show. So I'm going to take us off.